Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Hunters of America podcast. We have two special guests on today. We have Abel and Val Talbo, who own the Full Draw Bow Hunters uh, 3D archery shoots. Many of you here in Arizona have experienced that. I know lots of people from adjoining states and surrounding states have come here and shot uh, many of their courses with the Full Draw Bow Hunters. They have about six or seven that they have throughout the year. Um, we don't have any of the outdoor courses, obviously, in, in uh, Central or Phoenix area. And they have a bunch in the beginning of spring, end of winter, and then right at the be- end of fall, beginning of winter, at the end of the, at the, end of the year. Um, last year, they had a buckle series that was super, super popular. They have the Mormon Lake that has been running and that they've been running for over 20 years now. They'll get into all those specifics on uh, their different shoots. I know they're always trying to stay up on uh, pleasing the families and making everybody happy, and they're constantly being creative and coming up with new ideas, new courses, new strategies to, uh, to keep everything different and to keep everybody engaged. They are very, very big on including everybody, um, the fellowship, as well as bringing family. They have different programs to allow kids or people that don't have bows to be able to use that and try it out. And if we don't keep this tradition and this outdoor activity that many of us love going and bringing new people in and a new generation, it will it will die. And we got to have people that are passionate about that. Abel and Val are very passionate about it. It's a labor of love. They're going to explain about uh, setting up their courses, uh, running their organization, the Full Draw Bow Hunters, the different events that they hold, and uh, just telling a little bit about themselves. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Hunters of America podcast. This is your host, Chet Gray. We have Mike in studio, as always. How are you, Mikey? We are doing fantastic. Hello, everybody. We have a special guest or guest today. We have... Abel and Val from Full Draw Bow Hunters. They have the 3D archery shoots here in Arizona that many of you have attended. We have a big following, and we participate in a lot of the 3D shoots. How are both of you? We're hey. good. Thank you hey for there. having us. Glad, I'm glad to be here. Um, we've been talking about doing this for a couple of months and finally doing it. As we were joking off air that trying to coordinate and get three different people's or four different people's schedules in this case, it is extremely hard. And we're very thankful that you guys were able to make time out of your day to come down here and, and showcase your guys's company. If you guys want to do a, just a quick intro about each of yourselves and how you got into the archery world, and then we'll start talking about full draw. Well, um, I've been shooting archery for since, you know, the early eighties when I was in high school. Uh, I got introduced into a 3D archery back in the late 80s. Uh, believe it or not, my first shoot was at the Clint's Whale shoot back in 88, 87. Um, after that, it was addicting. So Funny how that happened. Yeah, it is funny, but uh, it's really expensive because uh, you start purchasing uh, better equipment, uh, better technology. Um, and you start studying the uh, art of uh, 3D. Absolutely. Guilty. You know, being a bow hunter and going into the archery world, the 3D, it's a whole different world. Yes. You th- yeah, you're all set up for hunting, and now it's like, yeah, you get a whole new bow and sights and 
new form and new arrows. I mean, it's a whole di- another dynamic instead of shooting at a, you know, a, a larger kill spot on an right. animal. And we're trying to shoot a 12 ring and you guys like putting out those small targets are like a nickel. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> at 40 yards. Yes. <laughs> it makes it a little challenging. And Val, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got into 3D because Abel came home one day and said, hey, I'm going to buy these targets at this auction, and we have so many of them, and we have an opportunity to start hosting. And I said, we're going to do what? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when she talks about the auction, the auction uh, originally – we bought targets at the Tut Hill when the uh, Arizona Bowhunter happening was hosting them at uh, Tut Hill. Mm-hmm. And, up in Flagstaff. Uh, yeah, up in Flagstaff. That was back in the 2000s. And um, after they would do their, you know, their shoot, they would auction off targets. And me and my brother would buy, you know, 15 or 20 targets. So that's how we became to have targets. Gotcha. And then um, I believe in 1999, uh, a friend of mine that originally owned Full Draw Bowhunters, he was doing some 3D shoots at Ben Avery. And uh, it was just him, a couple of volunteers. And uh, he knew I owned Targets. And he asked me, hey, do you want to go in with me? And I talked to my wife. And, I, you know, it's going to be, you know, some dedication to it. And she said, well, if you want to do it, do it. So I agreed to go in with him half, and uh, we did it for several years. Uh, We did the Mormon Lake shoot for um, probably two or three years together. And the whole time I followed his lead, it was, you know, he's the one that brought it up to me. He was running it. But uh, after like three years of doing it together, I guess he was getting tired. And uh, he just asked me if I wanted to buy him out. So I bought him out, and then I changed the whole the whole setup, you know, right? The whole the whole idea behind yes the new version is from your creation, correct? Yes. And you want to talk about that a little bit on how how different it is and the logistics? Well, um, being a three D shooter, uh, I was com- you know on the competitive side of it. Um, it's totally different than somebody just going out there and shooting three Ds for the fun of it, mm-hmm. trying to hit a target. Um, I was brought up in 3D. I was, I had a coach, uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, a guy named Ernesto Moreno. I do. Okay. Yeah. He, at the time, uh, it was back in the early nineties. He, uh, he actually mentored me in 3D. He's the one that taught me a lot of stuff. And, um, I got into it real heavy with him. We shot all over Arizona. We went to New Mexico and did a lot of shoots out there. And I shot competitive probably for about six or seven years. And at that time, I was purchasing the targets from the the bowhunter happening. So uh, once I agreed to start hosting tournaments, uh, it kind of either I host tournaments or shoot 3D. So, And I decided that I'm going to go ahead and start hosting tournaments because I really love you know, test my knowledge on how to set up a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't throw up an animal just anywhere. I got to look for the shot. Once I find the shot, I got to feel what animal would be perfect for that shot. 
and what distance would it be? So setting up a good course, I play a lot of mind games. And, you know, that's what makes a challenging course, not just putting a small target way out there. Right. I can put a big target down a roadway, and people will think he's a lot closer, and he's not. Right. So there's a lot of mind games on it, but, you know, I was – I learned that. I shot with a lot of pro shooters as, as I, you know, as I was learning. And the best thing is being around people that are as good it, or better. Yes. And you constantly learn and you're trying to evolve into a better, yes. you know, shooter, a better form, Definitely. better everything because you're mimicking what they do and you're yes. learning the whole time. Um, I think having more realistic shots and and more challenging shots, different classes that you're right. not allowed to use that with rangefinders, and it's deceiving uphill and downhill. Definitely is. Why the why all these companies put the the art compensation in in your rangefinder is because if you had to guess and you don't practice that all the time, yes. you would be off. So I mean, go ahead. I mean, I, throughout the years of doing of of setting up. Uh, competition courses um, I learned a lot and I mean we fail quite often and I relied on our shooters to tell me what they like what they didn't like uh, what was good what was bad uh, and I take everybody's comment to heart and I study it and hopefully we can set up a better course next time so and I tell everybody hey you guys go out there if you like it you like it if you don't something's wrong let us know we want to fix it that's a dying art in that yes. customer service. Yes. Yeah, so we definitely ask for customer feedback and how are the courses. And um, we get a lot of feedback. And we, I let him know what, you know, someone said. And we just remember that for the next time and hopefully improve. Yep. No, it's actually, I would say that's exactly true because I know – Last year we've got into we have a one of our new members CHA members uh, Adam you know when I took him out Havelina hunting and we always harassed him because he missed like seven eight shots at Havelina you know and we had him running around and you guys had the course set up at Ben Avery and you had two Havelina kind of down in the wash and you had to shoot one and the second one and he's looking he's like Mike that's exact same shots I had and he and he twelve and I think it was like a ten ring he's like see I can hit a target but I can't hit a Havelina but it was so realistic we ended up shooting that same one like eight times because he's like. He's never shot a Havelina. He's like, I just want to keep shooting that because that's like, it's so real. And that's exactly the shots I was missing out in the desert. And I think that's a testament of the hunter on the side and also transitioning yes. to where those are realistic. And you're actually having to shoot under a tree and you're, you know, there's maybe a branch in the way and, and you may be looking over a wash and that's on the bottom side of it. I mean, that's really a testament. And that's why I, re- I kind of fell in love with the 3D archery also is because as a hunter, you're taking that whole other dynamic of 3D shooting to a whole other level for sure. Yeah. It Nothing's definitely. more, nothing you can do simulates as much as being in the real life and, right. and hunting. But 3D is, to me, far better practice than in your backyard. Well, that's the closest practice you'll get. It's the get. closest practice, yeah. yeah. you it, The form and perfecting everything at 20 yards and then pushing it out farther is still beneficial no matter what. Repetitions. Yeah. The, the only thing you cannot get is the adrenaline pumping from a real shot to a 3D shot. But a lot of people do get that adrenaline when they're shooting in a in a higher competition because, you know, it's a lot of nerves. Yeah. A lot of nerves come and get you. More people are watching and you have a lot, yes. a lot more on, st- you know, at stake if you've paid a higher price or the chance to win a buckle, the chance right. to win a 
a cash prize, there's a little bit more skin in the game. Yep, it's exactly true. It's just like we shoot, and all of a sudden you take the top five shooters, and I get up there, and I'm all excited, and I crash and burn. Because <laughs> you get all the people up there, and you get everybody yes. harassing you, then you set up yep. those targets, and it's true. It's a, it's, it's a whole different mental oh, game of adrenaline, is. and your it heart is. starts pumping, and oh. it's and true. there are a lot of people, when, when there's a shoot-off involved, that don't like the shoot-off. They don't like being put in front of an audience to yep. shoot. It's true, and I'm guilty. I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Learning th- I'm working through it. There's no question. Yeah, stage it's, fright comes to play. It does because you feel like every person's watching your arrow and your release, when really everybody's just laughing, having a good time. But it's yeah. just it's the mental side that I'm being watched. But it is, and I think it's making us all better shooters by doing that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a it whole is. different world it for is. sure. You got to practice at that higher level, and then if you train at a higher level, when you're in the real world in different situations, then it's easier. So if you have 500 people watching you at a at a high end shoot. And then you're by yourself on a buck or an animal in real life. You're like, take a couple deep breaths. I got this. Oh, I did yeah. this under all this stress. Right. And I don't have that stress right now. And it just, you know, you rise to that occasion. If you train at a higher level, when you do the real thing, right, it comes far easier. No, it's true. I'm going to go back to the Mormon Lakes. I went up and shot that. And that elk you put on that road got me. Because you just made that statement, you always yeah. put that big old elk, and it's laying at the end of the road, and you're following it. And yep, I know it's there, but you always shoot it high. Yep, you, you always, always shoot, shoot it high. high. Yep, it's like and I know it, and it's like you subconsciously it's, it messes with your head. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's like a real life hunting situation. You know, that elk comes out, and and it's just it, it's interesting how just the size of that animal can change everything, and you think it's farther than it yeah. is. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, when we go, when I go through to set up a course, I can set up a. Medium-sized target, just say uh, a medium bear. You know, we'll put them out at 37 yards. I can go to the next target, and I can put a smaller target at 35 yards, and you're going to shoot him for 40 yards. Exactly true. Guilty. You're going to shoot him for 40 <laughs> yards. Sure. I can bet my money yep. on it. And we sit there, and we laugh. We're like, okay, well, yep. we're, we're gonna, here's one of those mind tricks again. Yep. And so. we've we've been guilty of setting a large target out at a specific range distance and then a small target at the same exact distance. One might be in the shadows and the other one isn't. Yep. And it's fine because you're going to misjudge that. Yep. It's exactly true. And it's true. And that's what makes, I think that's why my love of 3d is taken to a whole nother level. just because you start to see that and it's like this addiction to where you're trying to hit it and then you get frustrated because then you, you miss and you're like, how did I miss such an easy chip shot? But it's all mental. It's yeah. just it. It really is, and I, and I think that's a testament, especially on the competition side. How I, people come in, then the scores start changing, and then you go to the second round, and it's it's interesting. It's a whole. Yeah, I mean, you can dynamic. go out and shoot a fun course and shoot five or ten up. Yep. Go shoot a competition course, and you're going to shoot you know ten, fifteen down, and you're going to be like, oh wow. It's exactly true. You know, it, a lot of it is just in the mind. Yep. Can you elaborate on the elk? I don't know that story on the elk in the roadway. Well. <laughs> We don't want to tell too many secrets, okay, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's just a, it's just a, a visual thing. Okay, okay. Um, if you have a clear path, especially a walkway, a roadway, something that's a trail, correct, and you put something on there, okay, it's always going to seem, you know, like it's closer than it really is. Gotcha. 
So it surprises everybody because yes. they're expecting it not to be right. in that location. So when they see it on the road, they're going to say, oh, he's close. He's only 37 yards. So they'll shoot 37, 40 yards on it, and we got him at 44 yards, 45 gotcha. yards. You know, so it, it, it plays. There's a lot of, we try to do, we call them mind, mind games on these, on these archers. They, just when they think they got us, like, oh, yeah, Abel does this. And, oh, that one should be this far, but they'll be like, holy. And these are, for everybody listening, these are the classes and the different shoots that you are not able to use a rangefinder. Um, do you want to elaborate on that, on some of the different classes? Well, um, it's it's only been a few years now that they uh, brought in the known class. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, it was everything was unknown. So you have to guesstimate the yardage. Correct. And uh, a lot of people would look at the target first and guesstimate, oh, wow, that one's far. It'd be a small target. Um, now they brought the known yards. So... Um, that game has changed a lot. Uh, that's more about form, uh, release, and, you know, you got to be steady. Mm-hmm. You just got to make a good shot, have a good release, and, uh, you, I mean, you know the yardage. You better have your pin set. and Yep. Hopefully you don't have any mechanical failures. Right, right. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that can shoot excellent. Uh, you take away range finders. And it becomes a tougher game for them. Oh, absolutely. You know. I know when I'm a rifle shooter, Mike's the archer, and we always try to better each other. Um, he does shoot with a rifle, and I definitely still hunt with a bow. But I know he's taught me over the years, just as you're walking out or walking in, hey, how far is that Saguaro? How far is that Choya? How far is that Ponderosa? And then we'll use the rangefinder because if – a shot presented itself or an animal, you know, came out. And if you're not sitting on that stand, those 3D shoots help you with yeah, those guesstimations definitely. if you're a hunter. If you just shoot, you know, competition, then it doesn't play an effect in, in the hunting aspect. But if you are going in those unknown classes and you don't know how to judge that with the terrain, with the shadow, with the size, but when you're out there, you know, and it it's even different when you do a Mormon Lake or Clintswell shoot right. and you're looking in Ponderosa and then you come down and you're hunting muley and you're like, okay, here it is as a saguaro or behind a, you know, sagebush. Right. And you're, you're trying to guess what that is because you don't have time to, to range it real quick, but well, it all, you know, circle. Well, believe me, I've, I've been in, I shoot unknown class open and I've done that for the last 25 years. But I do hunt with my rangefinder. You know, I want to get, you know, the most advantage I can. Right. Yep. But there's always that situation where you don't have time to range. You have to guess. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're, you know, shooting unknown and shooting all these 3D uh, shoots and tournaments that comes in play there. Yeah. Mike and I and all of our friends, every CHA member, we obviously instill the good sportsmanship, the good hunting ethics that yes. you want to make a clean shot. And by having that range and not guessing 37 right, and knowing it's at 37 and where that hold is, is far better. You want a clean ethical shot and we don't want that animal to suffer, but it still helps because you could have as, you know, Mike's hunted big bulls in the past or anyone that's sitting, you know, at a water tank. And if you haven't sat there 
and started ranging a couple of the different, uh, you know, distances. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. It's this far on the other side of the pond right. or you're on a tree stand in another state. Okay. Well now it's at an incline or a decline. All those things play, play, play in your mind. And if, you know, buck comes out and you don't sit there the day before it's a brand new spot and you haven't ranged that specific branch that it's walking in front of, it's either going to be a, a horrible shot or, or a money shot. Right. Right. I mean, I, range finders nowadays are, I mean, they're, they're so high tech, uh, they can get you, you know, within, you know, within a footer. Right. So from actual, you know, distance, uh, the elevations, up shots, down shots, it calculates it all for you. I mean, they're they're awesome. So you've talked a little bit about um, how you come about in creating these courses and your passion, and where do you have all of your shoots? I know you guys have it at Ben Avery a lot. Yeah, m- most of our shoots are held at Ben Avery at the archery range back there. We set up uh, most of the times on a on a on a, just on a fun courses. We'll set up two. Uh, 20 target courses we always switch out animals so we'll you know we'll use everything we have and then the next shoot we'll use different type of animals uh we have uh we we shoot a lot of uh reinhardt's uh they're just uh in our in our eyes they they seem to hold up on the weather they seem to hold up on uh on, on arrows uh we get a better um we get better uh, uh you bang know for our butt yeah yeah bang exactly for that's true everything needs to go a longer way nowadays with, with yeah but with the I cost mean, it's everybody that that knows us, they know that uh, we also uh, we hold a target for about five to seven years, and then we, that target will go on the auction block, which we will auction off targets at. Normally, we do that at the Mormon Lake shoot. We'll auction off anywhere from twelve to thirty targets, depending how long we've had it and mm-hmm. what shape they're in. That makes sense. That's a great way to pick up used targets, you know. Yes, um, and they're fairly sure. good targets, and and everybody who ends up purchasing a target from us we say hey when you guys get ready to want a new insert call us up and we'll get you an insert when we you know send out our order awesome you know and we'll get them at, at our cost that goes back to that good customer service yes. of, of helping everybody out and just taking care of each other yes sir yep so then you have the what two or three shoots at ben avery then you have we, the mormon lake that i think was your 21st year or 21st year 21st we do year. about six sh- so six six shoots at at Ben Avery, well, and then this past year, Mormon Lake was our twenty-first year, but we've been hosting tournaments for twenty-three years. Wow. There was two Fair years long. that we had to cancel due to fires, and that was back in the early two thousands. Um, but yeah, we we had to cancel the shoot twice. Uh, actually, tw- well, the second time was for COVID, yep. and we had to cancel one time back in like in two thousand three or four or something like yep. that. And I know this year you were on pins and needles because we were in stage two, and they were going to go stage <laughs> yes. three. So you want to talk about? The stress of all that, which goes into, you know, organizing a shoot, you know, on private property, then the forest, then to basically be being told up to the day before, or can we have the shoot? Can we not have the shoot? Do we have to switch gears? I know there's a whole lot of dynamic that goes yes. into organizing that most of us just show up and we shoot and we have no concept of the stress and the anguish and everything else that goes into, especially when it's fire season, like right. we, we well, dealt with. Well, the way we have it set up is that um, with the Coconino, um, Forest, we get a permit to host uh, 3D shoots uh, <clears throat> in forest on uh, on uh, forest or roads, you know. And this year, for some reason, if we have to, uh, uh, if they close down the forest, and then we have a contract with Mormon Lake that we can go ahead and use their whole property to host our, you know, host our, our sure. courses on. So this year, uh, 
on the Monday, the Monday before the shoot, uh, we were told that we're going to be good. They're not going to close the forest. So Tuesday morning we leave, get up there, sort out all our targets, get ready to set up, and then we get a call from our forest guy. And he says, hold on. We're going into a meeting. They're thinking about closing the forest. Oh. So oh. From, from Tuesday morning, we're waiting <clears throat> until Wednesday afternoon, and uh, they finally call us and said, uh, okay, the forest is not going to close. Go ahead. Proceed with your plans. Actually, yeah. that was Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday, Thursday morning. So, so now you have one day to get everything set up. That's so, but at the, we already set up fun courses on yep. Mormon Lake property. So the other targets that we set up for the competition, we end up tearing them down, go back up into the mountains and the forest, and resetting everything up again. So we did five courses on Thursday. That's a lot. That's yeah. incredible. That's and by Thursday, normally when we set up, everything is set. Yeah. So Thursday is just our set the banners, and set up the registration. Yep. So it was just a lot of just unknown yep. and definitely stressful because, sure. you know, we we have all those families coming out, making that track. Of course, you know, there's people that don't want to shoot in the meadow and out in the flat. So that we knew we'd lose some people to that. Sure. And well, we, we, sh- we still lost, we still lost uh, a small percentage of people because – they were told the forest was closed. For sure. Uh, and there was all kinds of misinformation. It that was, was bad. a whole nother was, battle. Yeah. There, there was a lot of information on Facebook, on social media that, you know, Flagstaff and everything, the forest was closed, blah, blah, blah. And uh, fortunately, the people that know us called me direct or messaged yep. me direct and were telling them, nope, it's open. We have targets set. Yep. Flagstaff is open and we're open for business. Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... Flagstaff, north of the 40, the the forest was closed. Yeah, that fire was still going on. But the Mormon Lake area was open. Um, We didn't find that out until Thursday morning, of course. And um, so Mormon Lake Campground, they follow what Coconino County says. The forest, however, where we have our permit and host our shoot, is National Forest Service land. Yeah. And so it was two different entities that we had to deal with. Wow. The feds um, and county. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So. That doesn't sound like fun. No. So at no. three o'clock, no, it was four o'clock Friday, right before we did our, we did happy hour. They came and let us know that a campground went into stage three and we weren't allowed to cook outside. And we were just going to start cooking and getting everything ready. Yep. Or what do we have? Maybe 150. Probably 150 people. And that's impressive, people. too, to think about all of that. And here you give this free dinner, yes. free margaritas. Adult beverages. Yeah. And adult beverages. Adult beverages. Uh, I'm only saying margaritas because I may have had one or two. <laughs> Three or four. Three or four. We're not counting. <laughs> but, I mean, that's still impressive to think about because I, that's the piece that I wanted to really go on. I think people forget of the family environment that you guys, everything you guys yes. do is about family. And it's it's your way of saying thank you. Even though you put on all these shoots and go through all the stress and you fought through all those elements to have the archery shoot for those that still made the trek, you still wanted to have this thank you Friday night, you know, free dinner and adult beverages to say, hey, we all made it. We appreciate you guys, and, and this is our thank you. And I think that's so unheard of in today's world mm-hmm. that businesses, I mean, basically your business, you know, to a point, right. as an organization that runs these 3D shoots, that you want to invest back into the public and all your customers as they thank you, even though when it would, could have been very easy saying, hey, this shoot's over, we're not sorry, everybody, we're right. wrapping up shop. And, and you 
you went through all those steps and probably were at the highest stress level that anybody could be at, yes. knowing that you're uh, serving hundreds and hundreds of people coming up and you know what? the investment that, that you already had yeah. at that point. I mean, my whole thought was I, I was feeling bad and I was feeling guilty because of everybody that planned the whole year to come out to Mormon Lake, bring their families, yep. have a good time. And we were on the verge of counseling it, you know, yep. and calling it off because of the forest because we didn't know what was going to go on. Sure. And we went back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, well, you know what? If we cancel it now, the people are still at home. They won't make, the, you know, the ride up. Uh, we thought about it, thought about it. Well, the only thing we could do is make do the best show as possible that we can. Yep. And I can tell you it was incredible. I mean, yes. it was really, I mean, through all those elements from just a customer and somebody showing up, my first time ever being there, I was blown away. It was very impressive. I mean, it really was. I mean, especially never being part of a camp. Because normally I'm always traveling back, but to have everybody kind of camping and walking, right. I mean, that's a really amazing environment to have the community all around, everybody laughing and talking and shooting. And I mean, it was really a, a family, you know, watching all the kids run around right. and playing. And, you know, I know Friday night I was trying to go to bed. Or actually, it was Saturday night. And all the kids are out there playing and laughing at 11 o'clock. I'm like, just go to bed. But, you know, <laughs> but then you think about it, you know what, they're having a blast. They're yeah. enjoying the outdoors. They're away from the video games and the TVs, and there's all these kids running around in a safe environment. And then in, I remember I was laying on my cotton and all of a sudden people are just laughing and joking. I'm like, but that's really what it's all about. It's, yeah. it's about people getting away and enjoying God's great creation, you know, of the forest and, and coming together through fellowship. And that's what you guys accomplished in my own. Well, when, we, when, when I decided to take over this um, shoot, the Full Draw Bow Hunter, um, I wanted to make it personal. I wanted not to just bring competitive guys with straight faces. I wanted to bring out the family. I want to bring out the gathering. I wanted it, I wanted everybody to come out and enjoy. I know that you know there's some moms that just stay home, or there's moms that yep. stay at camp. You know now we get more moms that come to registration, help out, and you That's know great. they help out with uh, you know with the dinner, with the raffles, they help out with everything, and we appreciate that. Yep. You know, um, we want it for the family, not yep. just for the archer. Yep, and so I would say that's exactly true because I remember earlier in the year, I was asking how CHA can help you, and you're like, you know what? We're good, but we have this other member, V, that runs this youth program out in Waddell, and can you guys support them and do something for them? And, yes. You know, and, and I think that really showed the testament of, you know, as CHA is an organization, we were looking, hey, how can we help? And you're like, we don't need help. Let's go help somebody else. Yes. And, and, and that was a, a true impact. And, you know, and, of course, I didn't know her from that day, and now we're, and she sees me, and she always waves, and I wave back, and now we're friends on Facebook. And it's kind of interesting dynamic how you build friendships just based on giving, you know, right. just something right. that we wanted to do that you turned into a complete blessing, and we're blessing all these kids part of her organization that we'll never meet, but they're they're definitely being impacted by both groups, you know. Yes, and those kids definitely needed needed the help, and we appreciate everything that you've done because we know that they just couldn't afford it. You know, she had kids out there that just couldn't afford to do the shoot. Um, and so that was definitely a blessing and something that we're glad that we could direct you to yeah, where yeah. you all could help. Yep, that's good. And that's the whole reason why we do what we do. I mean, yes. we, we definitely want to be ongoing with that for them, for sure, because that, that's part of our mission statement and everything else. And, and, and there, she's going to come to our elk seminar. I don't know if she told you. Yes. yes. So we, we told her we're going to have a table right next to you, so we invited her. Nice. To, so that way she can maybe draw some more people to get involved with the organization or bring support to her. So Yeah, so our kids did sports, you know, growing up, and we'd go as a family. And so we saw 
and felt that some things were just way too expensive for families to be able to participate in. And so when we were doing the Mormon Lake shoot and and other shoots, but specifically the Mormon Lake shoot, we wanted that to be a family shoot. We like to get to know who our families are and our archers are and um, kind of know their needs. Yep. That way, you know, we know when we need to help someone and just come and have a great time and be able to afford it. No, And I would say that is such a true statement because I know we do uh, mentor camps. And I know time we buy the permits, you know, the access, buying the portageons, buying all the other incidentals that go with it, most time we're losing money just based on what it costs to pay all these other entities to have that many people there. And I know for what you guys charge, I remember I was just calculating my head, then plus the free meal, I'm like, you guys are doing this as a labor of love to give back. I mean, this is not about money. This is not about, this is more of impacting a community of people and saying, hey, we appreciate you and and come enjoy this. I mean, to me, that's a legacy that's huge. That's the only time um, when we thought about doing, hey, let's do this happy hour meet and greet, and we were trying to um, throw ideas back and forth and Friday night was really the only time where you can get able to sit and see yep. everyone because otherwise he's just out either yep. running comp courses or yep. checking courses or studying this and studying that. Yep. So it was the only time that we really had free to be able to really mingle. Yep. And that says a lot too. People. I mean, the family aspect is so understated nowadays in getting the people out and getting your kids out. If we don't have children following in our footsteps and the love and sharing that love of the outdoors and a sport like archery or sport like rifle shooting it's going to be you know a dying a dying breed yes it is unfortunately and then just to be able to have that connection with the the guy who's able who's val who is putting on this we want to say thanks or you know i want to see who created this and having that kind of connection in order to be able to meet you, um, you could go to any of these number of outdoor events right. and have no idea who was personally involved in it. Well, it's so funny because um, every year um, there's probably 10, 12 people that come to our shoot that are new. And they come back every year after that. And when I meet them, you know, they call and they ask for information. I give them the information. And I always tell them, when you come down, Make sure you come and introduce yourself to me because I want to put a face with your name. Yep. <clears throat> and after I meet them and I'll tell them all, welcome to my archery family. That's awesome. Once you're here, yep. you're always going to be a part see, of us. See, and that is a great statement because think about your social hour. Yes. What, what did we see? We saw 150 people that brought all their lounge chairs, and you had a circle of lounge chairs. Yes. That you don't see and, anywhere. You don't. Yeah, that, that, everybody I, you talk can go with to, everybody. You yeah. can go to any organization, any of these mentor camps or these things that are in the outdoors. You do not see that. That was right. probably the one thing that just blew me away to right. see all of a sudden just this massive army of people bringing these lounge chairs, yeah. and it was just two hours, three hours of all laughing and fellowship, and yes, and it was it was amazing. Then I was watching at the end because there were so many people. We were starting to run out of food a little bit. And I started people saying, hey, take smaller portions. So they, all the people started taking smaller portions. I, I was hearing them. Uh-huh. Hey, we got more people. We got to make sure we got food for them. It was just the neatest thing where most people think, hey, free food. I'm going to go pile up my plate and take all we can. And, right. and here your archery family was already 
purposely taken smaller portions yeah. to make sure everybody had a, I mean, that's, that's a testament. Yes. I mean, that's incredible. And so we try and do the RSVP like in advance because we head up there a week prior yeah. and we have to take all of that with us. Yeah. And, but there's people that will say, Hey, I didn't get to RSVP. Can I still come? Yeah. Of course you're welcome. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. Yep. So yeah, whether I, whether you're yeah. shooting or you're not shooting, I know I was guilty. Know. I I did three. I added three there, so I, I'm guilty. I know because I brought three new people. I'm yeah. like, hey, wait a minute, you know. But but it but it's that Absolutely. environment that once you see it, you're like you assert inclusive people. It's, it's the weirdest thing, you know. Yeah, and but it's true. It's addictive. We've been to events where um, we pay a lot of money to be at certain events and absolutely don't feel welcomed. It's we've just felt like they took our money and they're done with us and. You yep. don't want people yep. to feel that way when they come to our event. Absolutely. For That's sure. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge because <laughs> there's so many people that are getting into it. Um, as Mike said, bringing new people, you guys introducing thousands of people to this sport. And if, if, if someone's on the fence and you encourage them to come and they do have a bad experience – that's going to stick with them just like when you take your kid out the first time hunting and if it's right. in, in a winter and it's super cold and we didn't prepare as a parent to bring them enough right, uh, cold right. weather gear they think about how cold it was and they were shivering and you know it, it scars them sometimes right they get a bad taste of it and they don't want to do it again exactly and we want more women i've got my wife recently in the last year or two more involved in the archery shooting she shot for the first time at uh clint's well uh, we weren't unfortunately unable to make it because of our work obligations to uh, Mormon Lake, but she's enjoying it a lot more. She already loves the outdoors, so why not incorporate another <laughs> aspect of that? Now, and anyone can shoot archery. Yep. Anyone. Now, I, did you guys uh, know that this year uh, we've done it in, in the in the past, but this year we had a little program lo- loan a bow. We loan out bows. Really, I did yes. not know that. Uh, the gaming fish uh, donated. Uh, probably about 12 Genesis bows. Interesting. And then we had uh, uh, some of our shooters donate arrows. So when there's a dad, a mom, a grandpa, uh, a little kid that don't have a bow, why aren't you shooting? Oh, I don't have a bow. Interesting. Oh, okay, here. This is what we're doing. Oh, that's great. And we loan out bows. And if they lose the arrows, fine. Just bring the bow back. That's awesome. That's all that's we fantastic. asked for. That's awesome. So there was, a, there was quite a few people that got to go out there and shoot it. And then it was weird because one person shot one of the Genesis bows all day. The next day, they went to the archery vendor and they bought a bow. And they that's were, awesome. They were, they were so excited about it. You know, that's that's that community. That's the yes. impact for sure. So, For sure. And I'm going to throw one other thing that I visually saw. And I, I remember I ran up and I told you at the end is we were out pulling all the targets out in the, in the flat area. And I remember I was walking across and there was two guys coming up. And they said, hey, you guys are pulling them down. Like, yeah, we, you know, we're going to transition. And he's like, you know what? Alan, Val and Abel are just fantastic people. We're just going to stop shooting. What can we do to start helping you? And they basically just stopped in the midst of that. Right. They're carrying their bows, and they this is don't worry about the big stuff. We're going to bring all the big stuff. And they started walking back and forth and grabbing the largest targets. And it's like a half a mile. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I was tired after the third trek. I mean, that was yeah. That was a three-mile course. Yeah, and they I saw them run three to four times back. Yeah. And they were and they were younger guys, of course, you know, younger to me, but. <laughs> but it was impressive that they were just out shooting, and yeah. all of a sudden they realized that they needed help, and they just stopped what they're doing. And I mean, to me, that's impressive. That shows a community of impact that right. that they respect, well, and they want it. And that's their way to give back. Well, you well know? that afternoon, I sent out a, a text to a bunch of three D yep. of our shooters that were there, and I said, yep. "Hey, you know, if you guys are willing to, we need some help tearing down courses that are out in the flat." Yep. 
And we got a good response. A lot of people came out and they helped us. It took us about three, four hours because we had to do them all by hand. Sure. You and Adam included. So <laughs> thank you yep. very no, much. That was good. So yeah. And we appreciate yep. that. Yep. You know, I love, I just want to thank all our shooters for being yep. being there when we need them. Uh, we try to do our best. We yep. try to give what we can. No, it was impressive because there was a bunch of people, but I was just blown away. These were just random yep. people that were there shooting and they basically just said, once they realized it, like we're stopping, they just started running. It was crazy. Right. I mean, and it, and then we had the massive rainstorm, you know, that was before <laughs> that. So, of course, you're walking across Mormon Lake. and Muddy. It's muddy. You got 10 pounds of mud on there, and we're yeah. having to carry these targets. And, and I think that's the other thing is. That's more, up, more preparation for real-life hunting then. Yeah, you go. It is, it is yeah. true. But you forget how big those targets are. So I wanted to hit that. was the other piece is when you're setting up these targets, we don't realize when you're setting up 60 targets, these things are big. They're bulky. You yeah. have to set them up and carry them. I and mean, that's a lot of dedication on top of just trying to place them. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we end up setting a um, total of 11, 11 horses. Wow. Yeah, and Incredible. that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of weight. And I there mean, was, there was, you know, me and my kids, you know, thank God my kids are hard workers. Uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to my kids. Uh, they go out there and pump it and don't complain because yep. they know it's got to get done. And, uh, you know, all our volunteers and our, you know, the people that help me, the, the mug of arrows, and they're just great people. And. Yep. Thank God they're part of our life. Yep, that's true. Then uh, let's talk about who organizes all this. I, I know she's sitting right there. <laughs> I know just from the competition side of registering and di- all that data entry, and as soon as the scores are done, I'm guilty. I want to run up. What's my score? Where am I at? <laughs> and she's on the computer just typing away and trying to organize well, it, and well, there's this crowd of people. And well, believe me, so. <laughs> you're not the only one. This, this, this planning starts like in October, November. We start mm-hmm. planning it, yep. and – I mean, I'm, I've got a list of stuff that I throw to my wife, and she gets it done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've got a, you know, my 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 job. I got my business to run, and sure. I've, I've got to keep on that. And I mean, thank God she, uh, I guess thank God she loves me because she does. Uh, yep. Because I'm guessing you're it. like me. We're not very organized when it comes to the organizational yeah. side, and I can tell she's definitely is the one that keeps yeah. everything in track and. Yeah. Keeps all of her names down. Who's shooting what? And you're getting this sticker, and you're gonna be part of this. And you know, it, it, you're paid it, or you're yeah, not paid. And then the, <laughs> hey, can you move me from this class to that class? You know, it it doesn't. Exactly. Um, it's hard. <laughs> there's a lot of people that volunteer, and there's people that say they want to volunteer. It's uh, what I found out through is that most volunteers they want to help, and unfortunately, when you need the help, they can't make it at that time. Exactly. So you know, a, a lot of stuff is is you know my kids and. And whatever volunteers we can get out there. Yep, that's true. And I've noticed that too. I mean, your kids are the backbone. There's no question. Yeah. They can cook a pretty good mean hamburger too. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know. I'm always in line getting the hamburger. <laughs> What's your next upcoming shoot that you can advertise? Um, 3D80. Yeah, in we October? have our 3D80 in October. I do so. believe it's the first weekend. Yes. Um, I think it's September 30th, it, October 1st, and, and 2nd. And the right. 3D80, what what it is? It's a uh, it's a uh, 80 targets. We set up four courses of 20. Uh, that shoot is an honor system. Um, you shoot all four courses, turn in your card, and whatever class you shot in, we pull out the top five shooters, and we give away We do a shoot-off on that one. We do a shoot-off for that one, and we give the, the highest score, wins the money, and then we give away individual medals, first, second, and third. Awesome. And we do it for whatever class, whatever classes they all, you know, if we have at least five shooters in that class, we're going to have a shoot. And a lot of times... Um, when we don't have enough people in a class, 
I'll make up a class. Yeah, yeah. we'll just Frankenstein it. Who's yeah. So I'll, we'll, so we'll put we'll, we'll put like just say uh, three people from traditional and two people from whatever class. I'll make a class up there. Okay, you guys gonna shoot against each other? Yep. That's Sometimes fun. we'll have a one female that turns in a card, and I'll throw her in with the men. Yep. Yep. It's fun. It's so, fun to watch them yeah, the reactions. It, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's yeah. exciting. You know, that's that's the only time we do the shoot off. Um, but it's yeah, it's really interesting. And you do four of those a year? No, do we do, we do two of those. We do one. Uh, do one in the fall and two yeah, in the spring, or we how do many one in, spring? in October, and then we do one in March. Okay, March. So okay. that's a three D eighty. That's okay. That's a three D eighty. Yeah. Okay. We do two of those, and then we have a uh, a regular fun shoot in February. We have a three D eighty in March, and then in April we're doing the uh, Sonoran. Reading, yeah, Reading style. It's Reading style Sonoran trail shoot. Okay, so you want to tell us all about that? So tell us about, I know you had your first yeah. one, and you guys uh, went yes. to California to experience it and drove a long way and got a certain little lady into her <laughs> shooting a bow, and you may have tweaked it a little bit too you much and it, had to put it back. It's and funny because everybody. You are outshot too, I think, on every, the target. Everybody thinks because <laughs> we do the 3Ds, and, I'm a, and I was the 3D, everybody thinks my wife shoots archery. Yeah, 20 I bought, years. I bought her her first bow a few months ago. And she couldn't pull it back. So, uh, and this was just, she signed us up for the writing shoot in Reading, California. And um, I bought her a bow. She couldn't pull it back. I went through the closet, pulled out my son's old bow. It's probably 12, 13, 14 years old. Pull that out. And that was at, at 31, 32 pounds. And she can pull that back. So we tuned that up, got her some arrows, put her aside. And that's what she shot at the writing shoot. Awesome. She yeah. did good. Really, that's really awesome. good. Didn't That's embarrass my husband or my friends that won. <laughs> how do how do you how do you like it personally now? I liked it. Um, gave me better understanding of um, having to trek five miles to get to a target to start. Yep. <laughs> um, well, so well, sympathy for that. The open yep. shooters they have a they have nicknames. You know, they take forever. They call them the clickers because they click their sights, and mm-hmm. now she's a clicker. Yeah. So that was the joke. She's a clicker now, so <laughs> she has to click her sights. Oh, that's yeah. great. It was it was great. It was a great experience. Um, and so when we hosted our Reading style shoot back in March, um, the one with the fifteen rattlesnakes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we saw a bunch of Abel's. Yeah. I I I relocated fifteen rattlesnakes in two days. It was crazy. I think we saw four just yeah. as we were walking. It was incredible. So that was an experience there. Um, but, uh, yeah, doing that shoot, a lot of people loved it. Um, we're going to continue it. We're going to try to make it an annual shoot, do that every year. That's the, f- that's the only one in Arizona that we're aware of, correct? Yes. And what's the rules? What's the idea? So what's different well, about Well, the rules are 18 and older. You shoot from the stake, and the stake will be from 4 yards all the way to 101 yards. That's and a difference between other shoots. Yes. Is everybody sh- is shooting from All the, the adults same. shoot from the state. Uh, the, the, the youth shoot from a little bit closer, and the cubs shoot a little bit closer. So anyways, um, you get to shoot two arrows per target. So what you do is you get up to the line. You put as many shooters as you can on the line so they can all shoot at the same time. And then the shooters behind you will spot for you. You shoot your first arrow, and they'll tell you high or low where you hit so you can adjust. Then you shoot your second arrow, and then they move out, and then the next group comes back up. Just so it could go a little faster, a little mm-hmm. easier. Sure. And they'll all go up, you know, score their arrows, go to the next target. And so the rings are different, right? So there's different scoring yes. rings, correct? Yes. Uh, we put orange dots 
on every single target. The orange dot will be 11 points. Uh, just outside the orange dots will be 10 points, and anywhere on the animal would be 8. So, and the good thing is that you get to shoot two arrows. So, hopefully, on your yep. second shot, you can adjust and yep. get it on the orange. And the better of the two shots is what counts? No. You, or you both, both scored. Both, both scored. scored. Interesting. So, you get really high scores. Yep. Yes. All right. I like yeah. it. It's, like it's it. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and you get your range fine every single shot. Okay. It's all known. It's all known. All known. So That's more my speed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but now you have no reason to be out. <laughs> that is true. You know the yardage. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, I'll, I'll blame it on the form and at just, that point. Just when you think it, you know, you get the hang of it, and then you come up to a, a four-yard target. Mm-hmm. So now you you need to know how to shoot those. Those are totally different, you know. I think for a four-yard target, I've got to shoot my 60-yard my sixty yard on. i got to click it down to 60 yards or something like that and shoot it. It's wow. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Now it changes the whole dynamics based yes. on projection. And exactly. And, uh, it's, I mean, people loved it. They had a blast. Uh, we shot them. At Reading, their shoot is, uh, they shoot three days. They shoot 25 Friday, 25 Saturday, and 20 on Sunday. We only did 45 targets. We shot 25 Saturday and 20 on Sunday. Okay. Just, you know, we're... A lot of people couldn't take Friday off to come out and do it. And that was our first year doing it. Right. But eventually, we're going to move it to the, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday shoot. That'd be great. That'd be That's good. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Especially yeah. learning it and everything else. And, yeah. and being a clicker, because I know I was trying to move mine down. And yep. one of the things I lesson learned was after you shoot a long one, you got to move your clicker back. Yeah. And then you walk up to a 20-yard shot, and you still shoot it for 70. And Yep. Way up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that arrow coming up exactly. or going down at exactly. that point yeah. where that curve is? Yep. It's true. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys, did so you guys, just, did you guys right. get a snow comb out there? We, we oh, we did. Yeah, we got combs. the snow comb. We did. Yeah, it was hot. It was set up. Yeah, yeah right against the wash. It was, yep, it they was were fantastic. Hot. Yeah, we, yep. I had my kids out there, and they were giving away snow cones. Three snow cones. Yep, we did. It was fantastic. Yeah, everybody was walking around with either a blue or a red tongue. Yep, that is true. <laughs> it was hilarious. That was good. So, yeah, that was good. So One we, other way of giving back. Yes. Arizona, everybody knows how hot it could get. Even in March and April, it can get warm. Yeah. It was warm setting up. Yeah, it was oh. a warm one that week. Yeah, yeah. it was really warm. And we set up that course at the Game and Fish Expo, and it's not near as many targets as you guys do. And we, I had my kids out there helping. And, yeah, it, that's in April or end yeah. of March usually. It can warm up in a heartbeat. But oh, yeah. Luckily, we have no shoots outside in uh, Phoenix in June, <laughs> July, or August, or people would be passing out yeah. left and right. We yeah. got That's a good reason to get out of – get out of town and go up north to Mormon right. Lake or anywhere in northern Arizona. Okay, so we have the October shoot coming up, so the yes. end of September, early October. And then we have a um, we have a fun shoot in uh, in November. We call it the oh, – November too, okay. It? What do we yeah, call so it? Yeah, so we have a November shoot. I think um, we call it We usually the, do like a tur- ham and turkey ham and shoot. Ham and turkey shoot. Oh, nice. So what we do is that um, we give everybody a raffle ticket, and then at the end of the shoot we raffle off, we raffle off and we give away – Ham or turkeys. Nice. So we'll buy a yeah. couple of hams. We'll buy a couple of turkeys. That's great. And we'll just give them away. That's awesome. And, and what's the dates on that one coming up? Do we know? Again. That'll, that'll be the first weekend <laughs> yeah. in November. Oh, first so weekend. first week in October, first weekend in November, and okay. then first and then, weekend in December. And then we have our uh, our, our Christmas shoot in December. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, what we do is uh, we, we try to do a little little. We do games. the elf in the shelf. So yeah. There's definitely elf. Oh, I remember the pictures. People were taking pictures yeah. and posting them yes. so, on social media. That's so, right. So if you find the elf, you got to take a picture with it and put it on our, on our uh, Facebook or Instagram, yeah. and then we give you a ticket. 
raffle ticket. A raffle or ticket, and then we'll give away arrows or something. That's awesome. So we try to make man, it man, fun. That's, that's, a, fun. that's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. people get to talking and they walk right past it. And then they'll yep. say, and we'll tell them it was on a course. You guys walk right past it. They'll go back and reshoot that course <laughs> just to find the elf. <laughs> that's great. It just yeah. brings a whole nif- different uh, dynamic and a lot more fun. Yes. You kind of, the competitiveness is still there, but it does lower a little bit of those. Uh, this, yeah. There's the no stress. stress. It's, it's, it's about fun now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, awesome. that's yeah. great. Okay. So we got the October one. At the October 3D80, 3D80 where yep. the top five shooters, then we got the fun in November, in November and we the got fun. the fun in December, then yep. we have another fun one in February. Yes, February. So what are we giving away, free hearts and chocolates in February? Um, <laughs> Put little angels on there or something? Or little, <laughs> yeah, uh, little. we'll probably give away a <laughs> box of chocolate. <laughs> a chocolate Cupid. <laughs> yeah, we'll, give a, we'll, we'll go buy some of those um, Valentine candies, that way they can take it home to their wives. What there. are we after Valentine's Day for sure this yeah. year? Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, yeah. This year. Oh, yeah. Especially true. next year, it's here in Arizona. Yes. yes. Yep, that is true. And then you have March again, right? Yeah. And then yeah, we start so we'll back in March of 3D80. And then April, we'll have our uh, our Reading shoot again. Uh, and then we'll have a little break and then the Mormon Lake. Awesome. It's a lot. And we'll just see what we come up with something different. Yeah. We just like to do different things. It's awesome. it, so it's not always the same. Be creative. Nope, I love it. Love yeah, it, love so, it. I mean, I mean, don't, we're we're trying to think of a, of another buckle series. We'd love it. Yeah, That's we, where I got yeah. exposed to you guys was yeah. last year and doing that. I mean, we, we, we did, was, we did was, that buckle it. series that year because awesome. no, nobody else was doing it. Yep. Yeah, during COVID. And, uh, and we put it together in, in yep. two weeks. Three. Three, Three weeks. weeks. Three wow. weeks. I'll tell you, it was impressive. Yeah. That's, that's where I got back into archery, and that's where my love of 3D really came together. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's really nice having that because I think there's a local community here in the Metro Phoenix area that would love having just to oh, go yeah. to Ben Avery, not have to travel. I think it'd be incredible. Wow, I that, really do. That, that was the number one uh, uh, comment that we got. They loved it because they didn't have to travel. Uh, they, I mean, they just come out for the day, shoot competitive, come out the next day, shoot yep. competitive. And then we had, uh, you know, three fun courses they can come out and shoot too. Yeah, that's huge. No, I, yeah. I, yes. I, Mike really, really yeah. wants to win a buckle. Yeah, that's my goal. That's one of my goals. I got to get one. Got to get one. Well, just keep practicing. I you're, am. you're right there. I am. I'm close. You're, you're I'm close. Right there. I, I got to get rid of my. It's always in the beginning. I always start out bad. I just got to get through that mental thing. Yeah. Then I come back strong. Well, it's they all have, mental. It's all right have, here. They have classes yeah. for that, you know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm getting there. But it's funny. I get through the first three to five, then I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. We may just need to switch you, switch classes for you. <laughs> get you up there. Yep. I'll yeah. get there. I'll get there. Shoot up there with the, known, with the uh, unknown uh, open guys. That's what frustrated me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, how yeah. can people reach you on uh, social media, or how can they find out about these shoots? Uh, we we post it on our Facebook, uh, Full Draw Ball Hunters, um, and then on our Instagram, we, we put up uh, schedules on there. Um, and then uh, most archery shops on their uh, event, on their calendars, they have us on their on all the calendars, on calendars. On their, yeah, Corner awesome. Archery, um, Ross Outdoor, uh, Arizona Archery Club, um, Desert. Yeah, they, they're yeah, just social media. Yeah. Um, our phone numbers are pretty public, so. Well, it was funny because I told we everybody take calls that all the time when we had the writing shoot here. Yeah. I said, if you guys see a snake, just. 
Google me and my number will come up. Yep, it's true. That's <laughs> and they exactly. Googled my name and, oh, they were yep. calling me, hey, there's a rattlesnake on this yep. target. I said, okay, here I go. Yep, it was impressive watching that. That yeah. is true. That is good. Mikey, you want to close us out? I'll close us out in prayer. All right. Lord God, we just uh, we love you, Lord, and we just thank you for this opportunity to come and uh, just have fellowship and speak and and uh, we just thank you for the great work that uh, that is being done through the through a the name of archery, Lord. But it's really more about a community, Lord, and bringing people together and families and kids and and really making a difference in the lives of others. And and I just ask that you just uh, bless them continually, Lord. I just ask that as they make decisions and they move forward, Lord, as one of the longest standing three D archery clubs here in the state of Arizona, Lord, that their legacy would just be multiplied and compounded and. And Lord, and I just ask that you, in all things that they do, Lord, I just ask that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.